What's up, everybody? This is Used Guys in That Podcast with your host, Jay, and Angel the Sound Girl. Unfortunately, we're missing two elements of our uh, group today. Chris G is at a concert for his band, and Randy is at the hospital with a family emergency, so everything, I hope, works out well for him. But today, we have the great pleasure, the man, the myth, the legend, Q is with us today. What is happening, buddy? Okay, first off, I want to say thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. To your homie, um, Chris, once you hear this, I hope you have a good show tonight. You're going to rock it out. And to, it was Randy, right? That's the right. Yep. was in the hospital? Yes, sir. Okay, Randy, hey, I don't know you, but keep your head up. Hang in there. And remember how strong and powerful you are. And, yeah, just you keep your head up there. I know they're going to appreciate hearing that from you. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate you having the time to come on. I know that you're on the road. Where are you stopped at right now? Where the hell? I am in Cadott, uh, um, Wisconsin, C-A-D-O-T-T. Um, it has been a eventful week. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I started in Denver with this load and got over to uh chicago three deliveries that was interesting and then went up to racine and then green bay and now here i am i uh pick up a load of water tomorrow we're heading back to denver for sunday so that's all the time in the world because it's only a thousand miles uh so yeah it should be a pretty easy breezy weekend one can hope very cool. I got a question for you, man. Like, uh, we kind of uh, follow the same people on Twitter and stuff. I think I heard the first time I heard you, I think you were on the, the Friends Against Government podcast with Carr and Bird. And I was just curious to see, you know, how did you get into the liberty movement? How did it start off for you? Man, first off, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? Friends Against Government, everything. Um, it's been a roller coaster, man. Like, I started off as uh, uh, a Democrat shocker. Um, I mean, honest with you, I, I I really didn't even give a damn about politics until until 2000, and even then, it was only because of Vince McMahon um, with his whole SmackDown the Vote campaign. Basically, went from liberal to yeah sort of Republican to Libertarian to now I just want to be left alone. 
You know what I mean? Right on. Um, I'll be honest with you. I voted, I voted four times in my entire life, and I am 44 years old. Uh, just because I've, I found out the hard way, voting doesn't really change things. Um, it's, uh, yeah, just not me, especially with regards to the, to the presidential, um, election. I'm just like, it's same as it ever was. Every four to eight years, we get the same spill. We get the same talking points. One side's going to be happy for four years. The other side's going to think it's the end of the freaking world. I'm done with that. I'm absolutely done with that. I will not be voting uh, November 3rd because I think they both suck, to be honest with you. I was rooting for Trump in, 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 in the beginning, but apparently they have got to him. And by them, you know who I mean, them with the deep pockets, them who make Donald Trump $10 million look like a pauper. You know, they got to him. He's just another politician. Uh, and don't need to give me Sutter and Joe Biden. So, yeah, I, when I be voting, um, I I really uh, fuck with the Libertarians. Oh, sorry, I did, I did not mean to curse. Um, I rock with the Libertarians. I rock with the anarchists. Um, but, again, my main thing is I just want to be left alone. That's it. I just want to be left alone. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, and, and I think a lot of people have a similar journey. It's like, you know, the, the I guess the example of using the Matrix every time, like once you take the red pill, you see things completely different. And once you get to a point where you kind of see, you know, the numbers on the screen, you can kind of read between the lines, you realize, like you said, I mean, like, Nobody like myself or Angel, we don't participate in the system either. Like, I mean, I'm I'm openly an anarchist. I don't know if Angel's there quite yet, but I'm sure that she will be. But you know, our other two members of our group, man, we're we're all on the same page. We we know that it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. And you know, well, you said the WWE example in like a 2000 with SmackDown, the vote. I think that what we see is like the WWE, where you, you're rooting for one wrestler or the other wrestler, and you're talking garbage to the other fans, but in the end, the belt might change hands, but not, the operation of the business is going to stay the same. That is a great analogy. Um, when that whole SmackDown, your vote thing happened, uh, Vince, actually, I, I remember it, because like, it was just like, wow, like he actually did that. He actually broke character in the ring, which is like a big no-no in the wrestling world. And he was just like, look, man, these sons of bitches in D.C., they're laughing at you. They don't think that you matter. They don't think that you care. Show them that they're wrong. And, like, do the vote thing. And being, being a big wrestling fan at the time, was just like, you know what? This mother lover's got a point. So, yeah, I, I, I went and voted. I don't even remember who the hell I voted for, to be honest with you, dog. <laughs> um, it was during the presidential election. I honestly can't remember if I voted for Bush or Gore. I don't know. But Ben said it, so it must be true. You know, whatever, whatever. Right. Um, but it's, it's, it's just like um, I I've, once, once Obama got elected, I started noticing things like, you know, he put on a good talk, as politicians do, you know what I'm saying? But what really got done past those words, you know, um, 
yeah, it, it was uh, between him and, uh, getting elected and uh, watching and listening to Alex Jones, which I know that's just a hot button topic. I'm just gonna say, look, um, I've got nothing for love and respect for Alex Jones. Had it not been for me finding his show back when he was still doing public access in Austin, Texas, sitting on the phone the table, I doubt I'd even be giving a damn about politics right now at all. So listening to him was the start of my shift away from um, being a liberal and part of uh, conservative and, and all that, you know. You know, you're not. It's funny how you talk about Alex Jones. Like Chris and Chris and I, uh, our co-host that's not here today, unfortunately. He and I had it's like a similar pet. Like once I got I, the first time I watched Blueprint for Global Enslavement by Alex Jones, it really did change my life. Like I have to give the guy a lot of credit because at first you actually think you're playing for a winning team or you're trying to pick the winning team, and you realize that the whole thing is rigged. Every single fucking element of it is rigged. And Alex brought a lot of people and and brought, opened up a lot of people's eyes to say, "Hey, listen, man." These people that you're voting for, they have masters that they report to. Believe me, they're not listening to you, and they don't care about you. So, you know, fair play to Alex Jones, man. I think he did a lot of good stuff for a lot of people. I know that he's fallen uh, as an unpopular character right now, and I don't buy the bullshit about him being racist or any of that other stuff. I really don't Thank think you. he is. He's, he's crazy, but we like him because he's crazy. You know, he does. Thank you. He has hit the head on the nail on the head so many times. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that blueprint for global enslavement, man, that was a real eye opener, man. Like as soon as people, some of the people, like even Chris, who rolls with me, he even saw that. And the next day, he came into work and looked at me. He goes, "Dude, I gotta buy some fucking guns." He's like, "I gotta, I gotta get armed." You know, because that had that kind of impact on you, where you realized, man, who your adversaries really are in this world. You know what I mean? Man, listen, he is right more times than he's wrong, okay? Um, I am with the boy Chris about getting guns. Like, I'm definitely going to be getting a gun, especially since uh, the next few deliveries are going to take me to some quote-unquote hot zones. I'm just like, all right, I can fuck around and find out if you want to. Don't play with me. Um, Alex Jones is cool, you know what I'm saying? I've actually met the man shook his hand and everything. I got no beef with Alex Jones. It's it's him being him, which I can relate because I'm me being me. Some folks are some folks are going to get it. Some folks aren't. To the ones that get it, what's up, bro? To the ones that don't, eh, whatever. You know. Yep. So I got to ask you, if, like, I guess it's on the funnier side of things. Like when I first when I first came across you, I saw, I got to ask you, man, like, how is the OnlyFans business doing for you, man? Do you have a lot of subscribers? Are you making good scratch off of that? You know what? I'll be honest with you. Uh, being that it's a quarantine, everybody dropped off. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to subscribe, damn it, OnlyFans.com backslash 2 Johnson 76. Um before all this COVID, I was actually doing um, pretty good. I'm, you know what? I'm going to admit this. Um, I had a, a a gentleman in Luxembourg, of all places, throwing me big money, big chips. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Big chips. Okay? And everybody's saying, oh, man, that's gay. You know what? Money has no gender. Money has no sexuality, okay? Gay money 
spend just like straight money. Okay? Cut the check. Let's go. Okay? <laughs> this, this dude signed up and then immediately took me 20 bucks. I'm Damn. just like, what? Wow. Huh? I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I bet, you know what I'm saying? Cool, you know? Um, it's, uh, it's, it's not bad. I mean, I wish more people would follow, but I get it. Some people don't want to see that, which is fine. Uh, just know that for nine ninety nine a month, you're going to get that premium content. <laughs> Dude, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Like, seriously, you got Thank you. You, you got Women flack. are doing it? I mean, seriously. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I, I, I personally know three chicks who have bought cars, not used cars, new cars, basically uh, based off their freaking OnlyFans content. I'm just like, you know what? These women's out here getting that money, and I'm a greedy capitalist pig, so let me, <laughs> let me go ahead and start saying that one time, you know? Oh, yeah. But seriously, somebody gave you a hard time because it was a dude? Some people did, and I was just like, again, uh, money has no gender. Uh, gay money spends just like straight money. Okay, it's not like I'm actually engaging in sex with this dude. He, he paid me to look at my pictures. You call it weird and, and uh, whatever, I call it a simple business transaction. You know what I'm saying? We are, we are exchanging money for goods and services. That's right. It is a voluntary interaction after all, so I don't know why anybody has a problem well, with it. Thank you. Well, good for you, dude. Like, I'm, like seriously, definitely, we're going to put your uh, OnlyFans in our show notes in case anybody wants to stop by and take a peek and subscribe. We're happy to help our friends. Uh, so I'm glad that it's working out for you. Maybe the quarantine had a, you know, gave you a little bit of a boost, and which is great, man. Hey, listen, hey, you got to pay the bills. I, I actually do have a quarantine discount, and for a tip, I'll even send you a customized video. Don't matter. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we'll definitely. Hey, listen, we'll try to help out as much as we can. We will tweet that out for sure. But uh, you said that you were thinking about, yeah. You think you said you were thinking about buying yourself a gun here pretty soon. Now I wanted to ask you something. As a man who spent who uh, makes his money on the road, uh, all seriousness, like what is the most violent thing you witnessed as someone who's who's uh, hauling freight across the fruited plain? Like what have you seen out there that's really been like, oh shit, this is this is terrible. Uh, you know what? I've I've been blessed and lucky enough to never go through a protest zone. Uh, or anything like that. As far as violent things that I have witnessed, I've seen truckers uh, get into it because, you know, sometimes the uh, truck parking lot can be uh, awkward and everything, and, like, you take out somebody's bumper or light. I've seen that happen. But as far as just random stuff, I was uh, just north of, of uh, L.A., and uh, what the hell is that town? Wait a minute. Um, I got it. Um, Azusa. Okay, I was right off the uh, the two ten uh, highway. I didn't see it, but I damn sure heard it. Uh, it was a gang shootout, and it's definitely more than two people because it started off pow pow. Pow, pow, pow. All of a sudden, I hear a shotgun go off. There's some more, like, small on fire. And then all of a sudden, brrrr, I'm like, Oh, shit. 
these motherfuckers, these motherfuckers got a fully automatic. And then three seconds later, brrr, oh shit, the other side has fully automatic weapons too. And I'm just like, because <laughs> where I was at, like I was, I was, I was at a warehouse waiting to get um, unloaded, but the warehouse was in a residential area. And I'm just like, well, if nothing else, take solace in the fact that it's not right on you. It's like maybe a block or two away. Most shootouts are going to start in the same place. But uh, it was a little bit uh, hectic, man, hearing that stuff like right there, man. It went on for about a good, for about a good 10 minutes, you know, and didn't hear a damn siren at all, you know. Right. They were just like, they were just like the wild, wild west, like, let's go. What do you speaking of sirens and the fact that now we know that the police are really a standing army of occupation for people that they're not here to protect you, your family, or your property? You know, uh, there's a lot of talk going on right now about doing some sort of police reforms. Which, by the way, I don't buy a minute of it. I don't think they're going to end qualified immunity. I don't think you're going to be able to take action against anybody, man. I don't think it's going to happen. But how do you? I see this going the other way. I see this getting. I see the cops getting even more hardcore than they are now. What about you? I would not be surprised if they have a heavier hand and their trigger fingers get a little bit itchier uh, because there are a lot of cops that are that are staying home. Um, I'm uh, Again, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, uh, this actually surprises a lot of people. I haven't had, I mean, yes, I am a felon. I've had some interactions with the police back in my younger days. Uh, in the five years since I've been um, driving a truck, I've had very little interaction with the police. And even then, those interactions have been mostly good for the most part. There was, there was one a-hole in Utah, but he just he was just looking. I call them um, revenue agents because it seems to be as a truck driver, they're just here to get as much money out of my pocket as need be. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, um, I, I I can certainly see the cost. Like you know what, you think we need to be gone? All right, we're gonna give you a reason to want us gone. You know, something like that. Um, so to everybody, I would say, listen, um, keep your head on the swivel, know your damn rights, and use them. I remember on an earlier account. Uh, I forget which one. Cause it, I, I've been kicked off so many damn times, <laughs> but I gave. Um, a list of not even commands, just suggestions. You can do it or not do it. A list of just, uh, suggestions on how to deal with the police without getting your ass whipped or shot or mace, whatever. And man, my timeline was in shambles for weeks. Oh man, you're out there sucking and jiving for the man. Uh, actually, I'm not. I'm just trying to leave that situation without an extra hole in my body. You know what I mean? For sure. And uh, you call it sucking and jiving. I call it knowing your rights and then using them. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think that's a public service you did for people, actually, on the other side. Which, if you if if you got the time, can I get two minutes? Absolutely. Okay. First and foremost, you get pulled over. I know this may be a bare pill to swallow. Be respectful, even if they're not. Okay? 
They respect you. You ain't got to be like, oh, man, you bitch-ass motherfucker. You done pulling me up. Man, fuck. What is that song? What is that song? Nothing. You can be upset, but but keep it keep it professional. Be respectful. Number two, no sudden movements. Matter of fact, I announce every movement I'm going to make before I make it. Okay? Because I don't want any misunderstanding from that son bitch over there with the badge and the gun. Okay? Uh, third, this is the, the fucking phrase that pays. Am I being detained or am I free to go? That will save your ass more times than a little bit. Save my ass more times than a little bit. You know, if you feel the conversation is getting out of hand, officer, am I detained or, or am I free to go? If they give you the run around, oh, we just want to talk to you, make sure you're okay, whatever, whatever, try to leave peacefully. If they say, hey, motherfucker, don't move, okay, consider yourself either being detained and or under arrest and say this, officer, I'm going to book my right to remain silent. I like to speak to an attorney and then <coughs> <coughs> shut the fuck up. Okay? <laughs> Let me say that again. Shut the fuck up. Okay? I'm tired of people talking themselves into handcuffs. Okay? If you if you're being detained or under arrest, shut the fuck up. Actually <laughs> turning and but you are to remain silent. And then shut the fuck up. I don't care <laughs> what they say. Hey, man, we just want to get your side of the story. Shut the fuck up. Hey, man, we got you on camera. Shut the fuck up. Hey, man, you're an ugly nigger. Shut the fuck up. They're looking at all the foul. These police are looking at all the foul. They're looking for their reaction. They want you to get mad. They want you to get get all wild out. Don't give these motherfuckers the satisfaction, okay? Again, invoke your right to remain silent, ask to speak to an attorney, and then shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know, people talk right too there, much all the time. People talk way too much all the time. I always say that. Do exactly yeah. what they say. Don't say anything extra. Don't elaborate. Yes or no. If you're if you're gonna answer any type of questions, and just shut the fuck up. <laughs> you get it. I've seen way too many cops. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I'm, I mean the actual show cops. I've seen way too many episodes of cops in the first forty eight where people would just talk themselves in the handcuffs. Maybe you don't set your punk ass up. Damn. Yeah, I completely agree, man. That's I think that's it's a great point because I have a 17-year-old and my wife and I have consistently told him if you ever get into trouble, like to, to the point where the body is underneath you and your hands are covered in the body's blood, I you still aren't going to say anything. Do not open your mouth. Shut the fuck up. Wait for your attorney to show up. No matter what they say, if say, "Oh, you know, your dad told us it's okay to talk to us." No, I'll never agree to that. Never agree to that. Don't say anything. Because like you said, man, it's a great phrase. You can you can never talk your way out of an arrest, but you sure as hell can talk your way into one. So you got to be very careful. Keep facts. your mouth shut. Facts on facts on facts. Uh, 
I remember back in my younger days, man, if they ain't catch your boy with a freaking uh, bag of cocaine and two ladies of the night with me in my vehicle <laughs> and was still able to beat the case. You know why? I shut the fuck up. I had to just think and them two women were my cousins and I was trying to get them off the street and back into the church life and I actually fell for that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent work. Excellent work. You should get a fucking medal for that alone. <laughs> Man, I walked that back home like, I can't believe that fucking bullshit worked. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask let me ask you this though. Speaking of ladies of the night, like how prevalent how are lot lizards in your profession? Like I used to know a girl that went to high school with me and uh, obviously we, we remained friends afterwards she started working at a truck stop and she said that like there's a code that if you put your t-shirt up on the, on the wheel or if you put it in the window that means that you're looking for somebody or it might be the vice versa but she said that lot lizards are very prevalent at truck stops is that your experience I must be going to the wrong damn truck stop thing because uh, <laughs> in five years I've only seen uh two cases of lot lizards. So I, I, I must've gone to the wrong damn truck. So I was like, what area was she in? Uh, she was in, uh, in Ohio on, uh, on the right at, at the intersection of, uh, 71 and, uh, uh, us route two twenty four. There's a TA truck stop right there. And that's where she was working. I've been there. I've been there. And I still didn't see no damn lot lizards. So, they must have had the day off or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I must say, uh, I was in uh, in Stockton uh, one time, and I always tell the story just because I got to admire the hustle of these damn lot lizards. The lot wasn't even that big. Maybe 20, 30 trucks, okay? But it was at least 8 to 10 lot lizards that all got progressively hotter, which is a rarity. Because usually they get uglier as the night goes on, but they actually got hotter as the night went on. And after about, you know, four or five times of them knocking on my door, hey, baby, what's going on? Just like, you know what? I lie. I'm just like, uh, yeah, uh, I'm gay. Just, you know, I, I was just trying to be nice. In reality, I'm straight. I'm just tired because I didn't grow 700 miles a day. Why the hell they send a guy over? I'm like, you, you have a guy in reserve? Because, like, after the fifth time of me telling telling the, the female no, about ten minutes later, it comes some Latin dude. Oh, yeah, Papi, you need some company? No. No, I do not. And go away. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, I just, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they're, they are out here. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have that, you know, that much interaction with them. And if I did, my answer would still be no because, hell, I'm 44. My days of paying for cents are well behind me. Been there, done that, bought the T-shirt. Yeah, I'm done. All right, fair enough, man. Now, what about food, man? What are the best, if you had to rank, like, give, give me your top three places to get barbecue in the United States, man. Like, if, get, tell me where, if I had to go someplace, the top three places I should stop at in your experience. Okay. First and foremost, if you're ever on I-70 in Missouri, exit 29, there is a Petro uh, truck stop. Big truck stop. Maybe 200 spots, okay? 
uh, you want to uh, park over there. Uh, when you come in the park, you'll see a, a wooden fence around a little strip mall. Okay? The place is called uh, KC uh, Baby Back Barbecue or KC Baby Barbecue, something like that. Oh, my God. Did they even have a trucker special? Slab of ribs, two sides for like 28 bucks and change. Damn good ribs. Uh, I make it a point to where if I'm ever going on I-70 to Missouri, I will factor in the 15 minutes that it takes to uh, walk over there and go get the ribs and keep it moving or park there for the night. Um, who else has some damn good ribs? Ah, there's <laughs> one. And I, and I just found this out. Uh, Smoking Jay's Barbecue in Caldwell, Idaho. I'm just as shocked as uh, you guys are that there's one barbecue in Idaho. Number two, good barbecue in Idaho. Uh, these, these bad boys were just freaking Flintstone size. The Brontosaurus ribs in the, in the opening, they were just, good Lord, they were, those were some damn, damn good ribs. Um, number three, that's a, that's a toughie, man. Cause, um, you know what? I think I just gotta go with um those two. Uh, well, there's one in South Dakota, but I can't remember where exactly it's at. Um, but the beat of me being a truck driver, I get to try regional stuff that a lot of rest of the company, I mean, the country doesn't get. Like uh, Monday, was it Monday night? Yeah, Monday night, I had White Castle when I was parked in uh, downtown Chicago, and it was good. Yeah, I haven't had White Castle in forever. But you know what's interesting, man? Like, you didn't mention any, like, I would never in my 40 years on this planet ever expect to hear someone tell me that they're in their top two, a place in Idaho of all places. Like, is it popping up there? Like, what's going on in Idaho, man? Dude, I found that place completely by accident. Uh, I was looking for a place, uh, 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 place to park at. And everything, and I made a U-turn to come back around, and I saw um, this smoker outside this car wash, and there was, you know, uh, a freaking um, older uh, older black guy up there, you know, just, you know, putting out a meeting, just like, first of all, what the fuck, is black people in Idaho, all right, bet, second of all, they're fucking cooking barbecue, all right, bet, you know, and uh, came in and got some ribs in, holy moly. They were good. Um, I mean, obviously Texas barbecue is good, but um, every time that I that I drive through Texas, I get um, 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 Water Burger, which is one of the best burger chains. I wish they would go national, but there's this regional. They make a damn damn big juicy cheap burger, you know. Oh, that's tremendous, man! Like, what are what are your favorite places to drive through? Like, uh, like as far as like to keep uh, this, like the scenery, because I imagine that you know you get a you get a real big uh, taste profile of all the different places in the lower forty eight. So you know what what is what is some of your famous favorite scenery to take in as you're driving between jobs? Favorite scenery, um, pretty much anywhere in the Pacific Northwest is just gonna be just. Fucking phenomenal, man! Like Washington, Oregon, even Northern uh, California is good. 
like uh I've taken a drive from the um the Oregon California border and coming down you make a left turn at a town called Weed which yes there's a town in California named Weed <laughs> but it's not about about smoking weed there's a dude named Jeremiah Weed that opened up a, a logging mill back in the 1800s and then he had a town out there but there's a trucks out there all they do is sell weed t-shirts you know I love weed, uh, University of Weed, and all that good stuff. Right. <laughs> but coming down to Northern California, cutting through uh, the Redwoods, where they had them, them uh, brush fires and everything, uh, it spits you out on I-80 in Reno. That is a good drive. Um, Vermont is a pretty damn sexy state, New Hampshire, uh, when it's warm, obviously. Same goes for the Northwest. Um there's a route coming out of Hutchinson, Kansas. Uh, you take Highway 54, and it'll take you through uh, Liberal, Kansas, which was uh, Dorothy's hometown in the, the Wizard of Oz. A lot of people don't know that. They actually have a museum there and everything. Uh, but, yeah, you take uh, 54 through Kansas, through the panhandle of Oklahoma, which there's a town there called Hooker, Oklahoma, okay? And they have a True Value, the hardware store. And the sign says, Hooker True Value. Always makes me laugh because I wonder, <laughs> what is the true value of a hooker? But anywho, um, <laughs> cut to the Panda of Oklahoma. You cut through Texas. It spits you out in New Mexico onto uh, to I-40. That's a good drive. And then there's um, 287 coming west out of Fort Worth. All the way up to um, southeastern uh, Colorado. That drive, honestly, I love that highway so much. That's in my top two of places I'm going to move to, or I mean, I'm going to buy some land that after the presidential election because that whole stretch of highway, gorgeous, wide open spaces, everybody's friendly, and they mind their own business. So those rides are, 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 are pretty good. So now you know that you I'm sure you're familiar with the term mass hole. You know, people from Massachusetts, specifically from Boston. Yep. Uh, how yep. how true does that ring? And you know, like where are the nastiest people that you ever met? And I'm not talking about disgusting, but just outright fucking rude people. Like like where where's the worst place that you've been that you've been treated poorly or at least people are, have been like, you know, the worst kind? Hmm. That is a good question cuz uh it's Pretty much all over. I mean, yeah, there's there's assholes in 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 L.A. Um, I haven't delivered in Massachusetts in years, so, but I'm pretty sure there's assholes still there. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty much um, the whole L.A. area. They can be some dicks, and at least as far as the warehouses go, um, there's a particular warehouse in Atlanta, I'm just like, I wouldn't give you fucking bums a mop job. Um, <laughs> oh, Racine, Wisconsin, I was just there this morning. They can eat a dick. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, there's no, like, really one above. It's just like every, I ain't gonna say every second, but there's a lot of sections that have, you know, their own unique brand of assholes, you know. 
So. Right. Fair. Right on. Uh, let me ask you this about, uh, you know, not too far from where uh, I live, there's a, a way station, okay? And usually they line that damn thing up really far to where the point where you got trucks that are on the side, like actually on the shoulder, waiting to line up for that. Is, are weight stations specifically to check and see if you're hauling contraband, or is there an actual reason why they they have weight stations? Like if it matches up with your bill of lading or whatever that you're hauling. I mean, is there an issue with the uh, you know the roads that all the statists love to talk about and how well they're constructed and how dangerous your trucks are, or is it more about contraband being hauled along with your regular finished goods? Hey. I love that question. Um, the way stations actually, their stated uh, goal is to make sure that you're legal, uh, that you have a legal weight overall and a legal weight on each axle. Uh, unofficially, they're there to get as much money as they fucking can from you. They are also revenue agents. Um, the people at the way station... Some of them can be nice. Some of them can be the fucking scourge of the earth, man. Um, looking at you, California, <laughs> with your damn bullcrap. Um, as far as far as as far as contraband, unless they're unless they're tipped up beforehand, they're not really gonna know you got contraband unless you're just acting nervous. Uh, of every drug bus I've seen at a way station, it was always always because the driver was looking all nervous and whatnot when he's crossing over them scales, because they can see you. They have cameras that can zoom in on your face and whatnot. And if you're, you know, all fidgety and bumping around, they're going to be like, well, what's he all nervous about? What the hell? And they're going to pull you in, okay? Uh, same goes for... Um, for having uh, an, an obscene amount of trash, or not trash, but paperwork, or just crap on your dashboard. Um, as you can see, only thing I have up, GPS, my co-pilot, the Hawk, um, Sirius XM, which I haven't turned on in about two months because I don't want to hear doom and gloom while they're talking about this COVID crap. You know, I, keep, I, I try to keep a clean dashboard. Because in the minds of the DOC officers, well, if his dashboard is dirty, what else is dirty? You know what I mean? All right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would say, first and foremost, they want to make sure that you that you are not uh, you are not overweight, either overall or per axle, because, uh, again, that's, that's money in their pockets. Uh, some uh, wastages are cool. I remember I uh, crossed one in, in uh, Nebraska. But they still gave me a fine of $110, which is not that bad. Um, but they showed me love and let me rearrange um, my load without having to call a um, uh, some 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 crew members out at the cost of 500 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. Right on. Uh, you know what? This ties into speaking of contraband. We hear all the time that a lot of truck drivers, a lot of people that are hauling because they're expected to make deliveries as quick as possible for the company to make money. And I guess as a result for the driver to make money, like there's widespread like methamphetamine and amphetamine use amongst the uh, truck drivers. 
Is there a lot of truth to that, do you think? Or do you think that that's kind of like an urban myth that uh, it's really not, there doesn't hold a lot of water? What's your experience with that in seeing your other drivers out on the road? I will say that it's nothing like it was back in the day. Uh, because we get random drug tests, and I mean just that random. Uh, I know guys who have been driving 20 years and, and have been tested twice. And I know dudes who get tested, like, you know, twice a month. It's that damn random. Um, so, having said that, there is something in the truck stop called mini things, okay? Um, ephedrine is not in it because apparently that's banned now. It's an ephedrine knockoff. Being dumb one day. I was like, you know what, man? It's only 10 bucks. Let me buy a bottle and see what it's all about. Never again. Jesus Christ. Um, it would definitely keep you the hell up, but it will also make you feel just weird. Stomach rumbling. I had the bubble guts. It was, it, it was just bad. You know, it, I mean, it definitely kept me up, but I wasn't up and liking it. It was up and just like, uh, God, as soon as I get part, I'm going to slave, man. It, it, yeah, it was, it was nasty. Uh, um, now, there there are some drivers who are definitely using meth. I remember there was this one idiot, which, you know, in some ways I got to respect this hustle. And in other ways, I'd be like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> this motherfucker drove from Seattle to Boston nonstop. Okay. Oh shit. And was doing a shit. Motherfucker had meth, cocaine, and acid in his system. I'm just like, I'm gonna give you props just for keeping the truck upright because, uh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, I've had meth, cocaine, and acid in my system at the same time. Motherfucker, I can barely blink, let alone drive a fucking truck. So good for you, dog. Cause Good Lord Almighty. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Um, And honestly, I'm going to give y'all a scoop because, hell, the statue of limitations are for this shit. And good luck proving it anyway. (laughs) Um, My record legally is 762 miles in one day. Legally, okay? All right. Um. Illegally, it is 1,019 miles in one damn day, which I hope I never, ever, ever have to do again. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. No. What was the, where were you, what distance, like that distance you were covering, from what point to what point were you traveling that far? Gotcha. Uh, For that one day, uh, I had stopped in Terre Haute, Indiana, uh, at at a truck stop, and that was after doing... Uh, 870 miles illegal. Uh, but yeah, I started in Terre Haute, Indiana. I finished, uh, right just, uh, east of Goodland, Kansas, 1,033 miles in one damn day. That was, that hurt. That hurt a lot. I ain't gonna front. That hurt, man, big time. Jesus. Shit, I can imagine, man. Now, how about this question here? Like, I, I had a professor when I was uh, getting my undergraduate who had a Ph.D. in, uh, in uh, Russian studies. He actually lived 
in uh, the former Soviet Union. He could read and speak the language. He could, like, read Cyrillic and speak it fluently. And this guy was driving between my university that I was studying at and the University of Pittsburgh running a truck line because he couldn't find work full-time as a professor, even with those kind of credentials. And I thought it was kind of silly. But someone had told me that I would be surprised how many higher educated individuals, like we're talking like masters and up, that are driving a truck because it's more profitable than trying to find tenure at some crappy university. I'll be honest with you, couldn't tell you because um, I don't ask people about their education. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, when I'm in the truck stop, I'm all business. I get in, do my business, I get out. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't have time to sit at the counter and swap stories. And just, I, I mean, I run hard, really hard. I'm out here for the miles and the money. I'm not out here to look cute or to be sexy. I'm here to get as much money as I can. I'm a greedy capitalist pig, you know, <laughs> oink, oink. Yeah. Um, I will say, I mean, I'm pretty sure that there are some highly educated folks. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. There's also so many dummies out here, too. But that's <laughs> just about in any industry that you're going to be at. Me, personally, um, I have a GED. I love to get past the eighth grade, uh, which is another thing I like to point out to people. You don't need a degree to be a truck driver, and the money is only uh, is only uh, hindered by how hard you want to work for it, you know. So if there's anybody listening that wants to drive a truck, I'll have me, all right? Um, we can have me on the road in four weeks. Hey, training, you know. This is the life. I thought, I, I actually thought you was, you was about to sit a conversation towards, you know, are there a whole lot of Russians uh, driving? Because there are. You can spot them. They're easy to to point out. You can always tell with somebody's from Russia or from Eastern Europe, uh, within like three seconds of seeing them. <laughs> are they really bad drivers too, though, or are they good drivers? Uh, I'd say half and half, man. I'd say half are good, half are like, I don't want you parking next to me. <laughs> We've been <laughs> trying to park next to me. But usually, you know, they're the ones in either uh, the sandals or the Crocs, they got some type of athletic tracksuit on from Adidas or Nike or something like that. Uh, they got some type of gold chain around their neck, and they're always driving a busted truck. He's either missing a fender or a mirror or something like that, you know. Right on. So on these long hauls that you're taking, like, uh, what do you do, like, do you listen to anything? Do you are you are you more of a music person? Do you do audiobooks, podcasts? Like, what do you do to keep yourself entertained while you're out on long stretches of the road? A lot of music. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, 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 as much as I love being a guest on podcasts, and again, thank you, thank you for having me on. I really don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, I just now started getting into audio. Uh, books, uh, just because uh, when I'm done for the day, I really don't feel like reading a, a couple of 40 pages or something like that. I can just turn on uh, the Audible account and uh, listen to something which 
By the way, did you know that there's a genre called libertarian science fiction on there? I had no Crazy. idea, really. Yes, libertarian science fiction is a real thing, and it's amazing. What are you um, What are you listening to now? Are you listening to a book from that particular category? There's a book called "The Moon Is a Harsh Mistress," which is like the gold standard as far as libertarian science fiction. It's uh, man, it's a pretty pretty daggone intense, man. You know, I like it, uh, but again, I I just do it in sections because I'm 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 really trying to get learned on listening to books instead of me reading them, you know what I mean? So I would say 90% of what I listen to is music, and my taste is all over the board, all over the board. You know what's interesting? Do you know what's interesting about what you just told me, man? We had Sal the Agorist on our show a couple of weeks ago, and he recommended that book to us. He said, like, by I think Robert, is it Robert Heinlein is his first? I know his last name is Heinlein. I know that. Uh, but yeah. he, he recommended right. that book to us, uh, so that's next in my rotation. I didn't know that there was an entire category by itself, man. That's pretty wild. Yes, it is. And shout out to Aldo Gorris. What up, man? You're doing good work, man. Keep it up, man. Keep it up. Outstanding. So listen, man, I got to get you down for this. Now, I, we got a pot going here. If you chip in 20 bucks, it's $100 to the winner come the day after Election Day if the votes, quote, are counted properly, Okay. We got twenty bucks a person. So far, you got to pick between the goof, the goofball number one, which is Mr. Biden. You know the the demented old bat who doesn't know where he is. You ain't black if you don't vote for me. <laughs> Boy, how dare you, motherfucker? How fucking are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me, Joe Biden? With your bitch ass, you know, and you spare me. Oh, he was just jumping, shut the, jump these nuts, man. What the <laughs> fuck? It, it, it's real that I get offended. I was offended by that bullshit. Like, get your punk ass out of here. Matter of fact, every time I drive through, through Scranton, his hometown, I make it a point to roll down my window and throw up a fucking middle finger to that whole goddamn town. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Asshole. That's great, dude. I, I love it. But you're welcome to come in on on the bet. Now you can pick between these two goofballs. So far, Angel's the only one who's backing Trump to win and uh, get 290 electoral votes uh, and uh, win the uh, popular vote. You're going to take Trump at 270. No, no, I'm saying it only takes 270 to win. Oh, I know. So but this is our tiebreaker, yeah, though. So put, put, yeah, put me down for 20 bucks at 270. Ain't no way in a fucking war he's losing. He's not losing to Biden. Get the fuck out of here. No. No. First of all, there's going to be um, <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of motherfuckers staying home, okay? Uh, I actually know a lot of Bernie supporters who are talking flat out like, yeah, uh, I don't say this on the timeline, but fuck Joe Biden. I'm staying home. Fuck <laughs> him. You know what I mean? Right. And um, I've, I, I've had a hot take, and I think it's going to be true. And I'm going to keep on saying it. When Trump gets reelected and he is getting reelected, like it or not, deal with it. I guarantee you that there's going to be a lot of people who are going to blame Trump being being elected on black men staying home. Garon Effins, he 
of that because the same shit happened in 2016. Uh, I would be one of those black men because I didn't vote in 2016. I ain't voting in 2020 either because uh, I think both candidates suck ass and I'm not about to vote for neither one of them. And, you know, and that whole voting for the lesser of two evils, you're still voting for evil. That's something that I just can't allow myself to do. No, there it is. No, nor can I, man. You and I are on the same page. There's no way I would have. First of all, I'm not going to pull a lever for anybody ever again. I could tell you that much. But, yeah, like you said, man, people don't understand. That picking the lesser two evils, you're still poisoning yourself. If you're picking a little Thank bit of poison you. or a lot of poison, you're still drinking poison, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's wild. Right? I, but I got you down for you're taking Trump 270 on the dot to win the, uh, well, to win the well, election. Well, okay. Do I have to give an exact number, or can I just bet Trump to win? No, you got to give an exact number in the case of a tiebreaker. Oh, like, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, that damn man, because I don't know, fam. An exact number? Shit. Uh, this is how detailed we got. We got. We. I. I picked. I thought that Biden's bitch ass is going to win the popular vote and three hundred electoral votes. Okay, that was me. I, you know what? I, I, I don't even think he's gonna win that. I don't even, I don't I don't do this is gonna be like uh whoever beat the fuck out of uh Hubert Humphrey back in the day. It's gonna be like fucking that, bro. Like it, it's gonna be a fucking oh, it was Reagan. Yeah, it's gonna be like fucking Reagan and Humphrey. It's gonna be a fucking landslide. Um Angel, uh how many votes did, did uh you have? I put uh, two I put two ninety. Two ninety? You know what? I'm um, earmuffs, uh, Angel. I'm just gonna hang my balls out there and say Trump at three oh six. Fuck it. Trump at three oh six. Okay, we got a revised total at three oh six. Yeah. You got it, man. Don't Twenty bucks. Come on, Trump. <laughs> I know you fucking listen to this podcast. I know you listen to the podcast. Don't let me down, motherfucker. <laughs> Be careful, you might get us uh, canceled like they did Alex Jones when they thought that Trump was in cahoots with him and uh, he was getting his uh, advice from Alex Jones. They canceled him. Okay, first of all, Alex Jones ain't canceled. He just moved to a different tax bracket. Yeah. He be all right. He good? Hey, hey, I, I wish the motherfucker would cancel me because it seems like everybody who does get canceled ends up on the other side a whole lot better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I uh, I miss Alex Jones on YouTube. I'll be honest, cause that uh, what is that replacement? The Venmo or however Vimo? Yeah, is it Vimo. Vimo. That that fucking app sucks, dude. Like Vimo sucks. Like YouTube is where it's at. If if you if you want to catch up on Alex Jones, go to um, gcnlive.com okay. and um his his uh radio show is still up there. Live in real time and on a um, on a replay uh, throughout the day. Okay. All right, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, GCN Live. Matter of fact, um, I will put a link in um, in Jay's uh, DM for that. Thank you. Um, that stream is still going. You know, live and direct. It's free. All you gotta do is go there and uh, press uh, press uh, play. You know. Awesome, man. Yeah, send that to me. I'll definitely hook it up here. But 
Go ahead, Angel. What do you got for us over there? So I was going to ask you, what is um, or what are some of the funniest things that you've seen while driving? Like, have you seen people getting roadhead? I mean, have you seen, you know, people like shooting up or anything while you've been driving? You know, because you kind of got like that high view when everybody's down low. Yeah, I mean, I I, I did have uh, somebody put hand on a glass. Thanks, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Lord. Uh, I've seen more than my fair share of animal sex. Being that I drive through uh, farm country <laughs> and wild country a lot, I'm just like, y'all some horny motherfuckers. Man. Like, get out of here. Like, I don't want to see that, man. Yeah. And, uh, I remember I was, I was parked off on a, on, a, on a cutout and everything, taking uh, my mandated 30 minute break. And um, there's these uh, uh, two. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, not not llamas. Some with an A. Uh, alpaca. Al, uh, yeah, alpacas. One of them was giving the other one that motherfucking work. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Do y'all, uh, do you need a, a cigarette or something? Or <laughs> privacy? Like, what's going on over here? Like, yeah. Uh, I have yet to see um, Roadhead, and thank goodness for that, because I, I ain't really trying to see all that. Um, but yeah, you do see some funny, matter of fact, yeah, I was in Massachusetts, I saw a dude driving a Prius with a freaking Trump, uh, bumper sticker, I'm like, that's unusual, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, good, that's, no, that's, that that alpaca shit was great, (laughs) I can't believe it. Yo, that one alpaca was in a bad game, get that. Yeah, that motherfucker had been there. I don't know if it was a dude and a chick or two dudes, but the one in the back was definitely a dude. <laughs> That's funny. That is fantastic, man. Like, where do you see yourself? Like, how long do you think you're going to be hacking it? Oh, let me say this about animals. Go ahead. Until and otherwise, deer are suicidal, okay? <laughs> it's almost like you want to die because I can't tell you how many times I've been driving on the road? I know they see me because I see them. I'm sitting here laying on the horn, the big horn, and they're just like, hello, <laughs> hey. I'm just like, I can't swerve because I'm going to tip the truck over, so you're going to get hit. You know, and just boom. You know, like, what the hell? What in the actual hell? What Do you get a lot of damage to your truck when you hit a deer, or is it not as bad as, like, a car? Um, depends on size of the deer. Uh, and, and, and if you have a, uh, a, a grill guard, um, most trucks, uh, actually, yeah, this is the first truck I've, I've, I've had that doesn't have a grill guard on it. Uh, the last one that, uh, I drove had a grill guard. I hit a deer literally head on, not from the side. They were they were they were in the lane facing me on on I eighty, and I hit that man head on, and it exploded. But very little damage to the truck, but the grill guard was uh, bent, which takes some force, you know. But but I was going seventy five miles an hour at that time too. So yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, how long do you plan on staying on the road? Uh, earning your living this way before you settle down and decide to do something else? Or do you think you're going to stick with this, you know, for the entirety of your working career? Or, 
you know, what are your plans for the future, man? Like, what would you ideally, what would you like to, to continue to do or work towards? Okay. Well, let me say this in all seriousness. Trump driver saved my life, literally. This should be the last career that I ever have. Actually, the first and last career I have before I retire. I really don't see a future uh, in which I'm doing something other than driving a truck. Unless I'm, you know, hit a lottery or something like that, or I just come across a bag of money and open up a, a, a marijuana dispensary, which even then, I'd probably still be driving a truck because I love it so much. Um, yeah, I, I, I've got 21 years left to play catch-up. Um, as far as the goals, uh, I'm going to own some land because it sure as shit ain't making any more of it. And uh, I want to own my own truck, my own trailer, because I want to be able to say that I was a business owner before I leave this planet. Okay. Um, I said, as far as where where I want to live at, uh, Eastern Tennessee is uh, in the is in the lead right now, somewhere east of Knoxville in the Smoky Mountains. Uh, Central Texas is close second. Then there's everywhere else, you know. But um, my plans, just keep driving the truck, living a righteous life. like to find a woman, but eh, who knows? I mean, who knows? All right, fair enough. Well, you got anything else, Angel, that you want to ask? No, I don't. Uh, Q, if you wouldn't mind plugging everything uh, that you have for our audience, and, I'll, of course, I'll put all this stuff in the show notes, anything and everything where people can find you. Okay. Well, first of all, I've been suspended so many times that I don't remember my own Twitter handle. So you got it. So um, if anybody want to holler at me, uh, the, the the link will be in. Um, oh, that is great, my good man. Sorry, let me just get that. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at. Uh, BBW something. It's something BBWs. It's, B- uh, it's BBW okay, uh, Thigh Tickler. Thank you. BBW Thigh Tickler. I swear I'm on like account number 10 or something <laughs> right now. Uh, OnlyFans.com backslash Q Johnson 76, 999 a month. Um, past that, uh, shout out to uh, the Hotel Nation. You know what I'm saying? There's all my peoples and everything. And if there's anybody watching and or listening to this that is kind of stuck in a rut, don't know what to do and everything. If you're looking for a change of pace, I would love to help you um, become a truck driver or, or at the very least talk to you about being a truck driver because I got to tell you, man, um, this is a pretty rewarding job and it's pretty damn free of like, you know, the regular nine to five, you're definitely not going to be micromanaged or anything like that. It's just get the load there safely and on time. Past that, your business is your business. You know, I've helped three people become truck drivers that I met on social media and everything, and I would like to keep that going, you know. Um, also, I know that we're living in troubling times right now with this whole uh, coronavirus, which I fully believe that this was some type of pandemic or whatever, but that's a whole nother topic for next time. I know that these are troubling times. I ask that you keep your head up 
and focus on the positive, I would say use this time to your advantage. If you are quarantined in your house, your job was shut down, use this time productively. That is a word. I don't know. Keep exercising or start exercising. Learn a new language. Learn a new skill. Learn a new trade. Okay? Because uh, if this whole new normal does keep up, there's going to be a lot of uh, desk jobs that probably won't be there anymore. But you're still going to need the manual labor or skilled trade uh, loads. You know, that's, you know, I, I tell people that who try to come at me like, oh, well, you're going to be out of a job in five years because of driverless trucks. No, I'm not. And go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, but just, yeah, dude, I've debated so many people on that topic. It's not even funny anymore. But I, I mean, right now, I'm, I'm just at a point in my life where I'm all about, you know, positive vibes, peace and love, you know what I'm saying, uh, personal responsibility above all. So, again, uh, if there's anybody who's looking for a change, you know, holla at me. I don't know what I can do, but I'll try to do something. I'll be sure to make sure that's uh, in uh, the show notes if anybody wants to get a hold of you, where to find you. Uh, I think that that's really gracious of you, man, and I agree. Uh, we really sincerely appreciate having you on. You are a welcome guest here. Anytime you want to chat, you know where to find me. The next time you're in town, you got to take me up on the lunch, man. You let me know where you're at. We'll come. We'll meet up, and we'll get something to eat and shoot the shit. Done deal. And let me just, you know, before we part ways, let me go and just set. Let me just go and just set something on fire one time. Pineapples don't go on pizza, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love I it. I said it and I meant it. <laughs> That's fantastic, man. Well, again, we appreciate having you on. You're welcome to come on anytime, friend of the podcast. Anytime you want to come on and chat. But uh, from me, Jay, and Angel, you can find us on Twitter at UseGuysPod. You can find us, uh, that's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can email us at UseGuysAndThat at gmail.com. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Podbean, iTunes as well. Uh, let us know if you uh, yeah, how you like the show. And, of course, email us with any topics you would like us to cover. Uh, hopefully we'll have both of our guys back uh, in the next uh, episode that we cover. But from Age of the Sound Girl and myself, we wish everybody all the best. And thank you for the support. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Peace. Hey.